You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's good to be in church this morning again. It's always, always a privilege to be before the Lord bright and early. Well, winter is gone, so no need for, some people will not complain. Yes, we bless you, Lord. Hebrews 11. We'll read... um, Verse 35, let's read from verse 35. Women received their dead raised again to life. Others tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. These guys, this is faith. Huh? There is a faith that escapes the edge of the sword. But then there is a faith that goes through, that endures torture. There is a faith that endures persecution, that embraces torture, the faith that embraces persecution, the faith that endures mockings and scourgings. These people have the impression, especially charismatics, and somebody calls them cruzomatics. (laughs) Charismatics believe that when you have faith, especially with the word of faith movement that is so strong. And I believe in the word of faith. I believe in it because faith has brought us thus far. Okay? Naturally, I've seen faith um, provide supernaturally. I've seen faith even raise the dead. I've seen faith do many things. Heal the sick and all of that. I've seen all of that. But I'm telling you, there's an aspect of faith that the Bible is bringing to our attention here. Okay? Yet, back to life, we talked about that. But then there are those that were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Are you, are you getting my point? So, in other words... 
these guys decided they had the opportunity. Huh? Yeah, they decided not to. It was also faith. Hmm? I checked the Greek word for torture. It's tupanizo, which, which is from a word tumpanon, and that's where you get the word tambourine. Their torture was almost like a constant, continuous, huh? continuous experience, like when you hit the tambourine, you don't just hit it once, you continue. And that's what they were able to endure. They were able by faith, come on, to endure torture. Where is that kind of faith? Huh? It's here in the Bible. This is part of the faith that was once delivered. We're tortured, not accepting deliverance. That they might obtain a better resurrection. A better resurrection. Huh? So, in other words, they knew, they believed that physical death was not the end. Correct? Yes. Yeah, they knew that physical death is not the end. So, in the midst of the torture they were going through, they could see the resurrection. They could see the day that Jesus is going to come and raise them back. Hallelujah. I've read and heard many stories of people that were tortured for their faith, especially in the days of the, of, um, the Iron Curtain. And it's interesting when you hear them, yes, they get tortured, they go through different um, experiences and they go through pain but there were some of them things yeah without any feelings I remember this guy what's his name outside to kneel on ice on his knees Huh? To spend a whole day on his knees in eyes. Risa. Yes? Those of you that were shaking during winter, you haven't seen anything. Huh? So this is called happen physically to your body. You will you will freeze to death. And the guy was just there singing, worshipping God. Worshipping God, worshipping God. Refused to be delivered. They refused deliverance. They were offered. They are always offered in such cases. Huh? I don't know if you've heard the joke of some Christians. And 
in Russia in those days, each time, because they used to, they, they couldn't meet like this unless it was a state church, which was obviously not like, which was lifeless, dead. But we couldn't meet like that if it were in that time. Somebody will inform the security that Christians are meeting. So it was always circulated, for example, let's say SMS or, you know, WhatsApp. There was always... House, you know, next meeting will be in Lucia's house. And then we'll get there while we're having the meeting. Boom! Security. How did they know? So it kept happening, kept happening. We're going to kill the Stepped out. And those guys <laughs> removed their mask and said, okay, uh, fine, we can have, <laughs> we can have worship now. <laughs> We've gotten rid of the people that have been involved. Yeah. So you can see people that really know God and really are true Christians will not love their lives unto death. They love not their lives unto death. So... Uh, if you love your life so much that you cannot inconvenience yourself for God and for the kingdom, how did they overcome? By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, but not only that, they did not love their lives to death. So in other words, when they were given the opportunity to denounce their faith. Just say, okay, I don't want this Jesus anymore. And we will set you free. We will give you this. We will do this for you. And they say, no. It takes faith. Yeah. It takes faith for you to be in that kind of situation. And to make the right decision. Amen? Amen? So there is a better resurrection. Amen. And it will not be afraid. It will not be afraid. If you look at the story of Stephen in Acts chapter that this man did not seem to be having so much pain. Glory to God. Look at Acts chapter 7, verse 54. This guy preaching. Stephen is preaching. So anointed, he took them from Genesis right to Christ. Powerful preaching. Serious expose. Of the Holy Spirit gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. My Father. Look at that. So the Bible makes it very clear. He was being full of the Holy Spirit. He has been preaching, 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 preaching. The word is flowing out of him, flowing out of him, flowing out of him. And now it gets to a point that, ooh, a point of saturation. Hmm? 
the word, the conviction of the Holy Spirit was so strong upon the people that demons could not resist him. And Saul was there among them. In their teeth, they were gnashing their teeth and <laughs> my goodness, they could not but seize him. Huh? But as all of that was happening, what happened? The Bible says, he being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. So he is being persecuted. Huh? He's caught up in heaven. His body is here physically. He's already. The heavens open. It's like a portal open. And he can now see into heaven and he sees Jesus standing. I mean, this is, this is one of the times that Jesus stands. I mean, most of the time, he's always seated. I see the heavens open and the Son of God. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, this faith. This is faith. There is a kind of faith. That will say, I'll go through it. Another stone, and another stone, and another stone, and another stone, and another stone. And he's fixed, looking into heaven. Hallelujah. Do we have people today? Who can even endure a fraction <laughs> by Hararan Popov? Go look for that book. You need to read some of those books. Go read Tortured for Christ by Richard Wombran. Go read that book. Hallelujah. And you will see what some of your fellow brothers and sisters went through for the gospel. There's a book, Forgive Me Natasha, by Sergei Kod. Enemy tried to crush them, but they refused to be crushed. They refused to be crushed. So the Bible is saying in Hebrews, there are several people that went through several experiences. A lot of the prophets went through a lot of persecution for their faith. For their messages. Do you know? Just motivate me. Motivate me. Tell me something good. Tell me how good I am. Tell me how capable I am. Yes. Tell me more about how much grace I have. And all of that, in as much as it's, it's, it's part of the word of God, 
But you need to see the limitation of that kind of gospel. We need the whole counsel of God. We need the whole counsel of God. We need the kind of faith that will enable us to stand and walk in today. He will understand. No, no. They refused deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trend of chains and imprisonment. These are experiences of men of faith. Men of faith. Can you imagine that? People like Jeremiah. Let's read verse 2 of Jeremiah chapter 20. It says, then Pashu struck Jeremiah the prophet. Wah! Huh? And put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. So he beat him up and then locked him. Yeah. Want to be a prophet? These are your fellow companions. <laughs> yes. Put him there. And it happened the next day that Pasha brought Jeremiah out of the stocks. Then Jeremiah said to him, The Lord has not called your name Pasha, but Mago. For thus says the Lord, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends. They shall fall by the sword, eyes shall see it. I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive to. And it's not the only time he's experiencing this. If you look at chapter 37, you will see in verse 4 there that he was also, he was, he was in prison. He was. <laughs> Chapter 34 of Jeremiah. Sorry, did I say 34? 37. 37. Free. Hmm? Coming and going until, let's look at verse 15. <laughs> Therefore the princes were angry with Jeremiah. And they did what? They did not... It doesn't sound good. Huh? He's telling them God is coming. I mean, God told them, if you don't repent, this is what is coming. You are going to be judged. And I will use Nebuchadnezzar. Babylon is going to invade you. And he's busy prophesying. Prophesying. And the man went through a lot of pain. At a point, he even decided, I'm not going to speak God's word anymore. But he said the word was like fire in his bones. He couldn't keep it to have deceived me. These people are not receiving. It was, Jeremiah had one of the most difficult ministries. You are sent to people and you know they won't receive you. But you and you cannot stop. 
you have to keep speaking. And they punish you. And you have to keep speaking. Okay. All right. No, no problem. Fine his bones. Yes. Now, when Jeremiah entered the dungeon and the cells, and Jeremiah had remained there many days, then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out. The king asked him secretly in his house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? Jeremiah said, There is. Man of God, is there any? What is God saying? Give me the word. He said, Oh, there is. There is a word. And what is it? You are going to be taken. Ha! Oh. Hmm? committed against you, against your servants, against these people that you have put me in prison. What have I done? Tell me. Hmm? When now are your prophets who prophesy to you saying the king of Babylon will not come against you or against this land? Therefore, please hear Oh, my Lord, the king, please let my petition be accepted before you and do not make me... Re do you understand? There are some people, they, they are not even tortured. It's just money they are offered and they change their language. They cannot stand the slightest persecution. But that is not faith. This is a man of faith. God. So he is among those, like you will see in Hebrews 11, he doesn't mention the people by name, but when you read the scriptures and you know the stories and the different accounts, you will see that in this passage, there's Jeremiah is there, Isaiah is there. Hmm? People like, people like uh, Elijah who went about in goat's skin. Up and down, being chased. Hallelujah. These are men and women of faith. They did not accept deliverance. Most of the prophets of old, I'm telling you, were men of great faith because they were prophesying at a time that it was not convenient. They were prophesying at a time that it will cost them their life, just cost them their relationships because of their faith. People like Ezekiel, God, um, no, people like Jeremiah, God, because your hardship is going to be much. Yeah, you can't have, you can't, you can't run a family with this kind of ministry that you have. You're going to be tortured. And he was in and out of prison. In and out of prison. And they, he was killed. Isaiah. They cut him into two. Yes. Because where is it that even said some of them were sown in two. That's Isaiah. Can you imagine? They say, oh, you're prophesying. Okay. Bring the sword. Lie down. Into two. That's how they killed them. God. Huh? If it's a prophet that is looking for money, you think he would 
go through that experience? A prophet that is selling merchandise. Glory, glory. It's, it's, it's not. Uh, I can see it's not. Okay, we need to bring it back. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You remember the story, um, the story of the prophet um, Micaiah in First Kings. Let's look at First Kings. <laughs> okay. Micaiah, you remember Micaiah was prophesying during the time of Ahab. He was one of the true prophets there. <coughs> and uh, Jehoshaphat, the king, Jehoshaphat has... Jehoshaphat, um, Jezebel, and, and the king Ahab, right? So, um, but Jehoshaphat is... He is related to Ahab by marriage. Okay? Which is, yeah. So, although Jehoshaphat is a good king, he keeps going to this man that is evil. God's judgment is on this man. Now, three years passed without war between Syria and Israel. Then it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, king of Judah went down to visit the king of Israel. Right. You remember as we were reading through um, the, the, the kings of Israel. So this was a time that Jehoshaphat is the king of Israel. Hmm? So there was war and he goes down to visit uh, his brother-in-law. And the king of Israel said to his servants, Do you know ours? But we hesitate to take it out of the hand of the king of Syria. So he said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to fight at Ramoth Gilead? Jehoshaphat. Also Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire from the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, 400 men, and said to them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to fight, or shall I refrain? So they said, Go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there still, is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? Yeah, these guys have been prophesying, and Jehoshaphat knows that. <laughs> hey, this prophecy, uh, it's somehow. You know, his spirit didn't bear witness. Hmm? Actually, the King James says, is there not a prophet beside? Let's see. Let King James. Jehoshaphat says in the King James Version. Come on. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides? That we might inquire of him. Is there not a prophet? This one's. I've heard. You know, the voice of the people in the multitude of counselors. Come on. 400 of them say, God has given it to you. Come on. Hmm? And he's asking Ahab, 
Then the king of Israel said to him, There is still one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire the Lord, but I hate him. <laughs> Can you see that? I hate him. Why? Because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. The truth? Have you been hated for saying what God is saying? These guys. Don't go looking for hatred, but if it will cost you a relationship to stand for God, would you do that? Do you have the faith to do that? So this guy had a reputation for speaking contrary to what the other prophets were speaking. Not just out of wanting to be different. So, um, then the king of Israel <coughs> called an officer and said, Bring Micah, the son of Imla, quickly. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, having put their robes, sat each one on his throne at the threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. Come on. It was a multitude of prophets <laughs> prophesying. Yes? Now Zedekiah, the son of Shimna, made the horn. Yes, it is. this prophetic word is so amazing. Right? And all the prophets, the prophets prophesied, they prophesied the same, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the king's hands. Then the messenger who had gone to Anacod encouraged the king, Please, let your word be like the word of one of them, and speak encouragement. Huh? Speak motivation. Come on, just, you know, just, just tell him, God is with you. You know, just go. Just, just tell him. Please. This is what the rest of the prophets are saying. Huh? This is what the rest of the prophets are saying. Go and speak likewise. And Micaiah said, as the Lord lives, if it will cause you torture, what the Lord says is what I will speak. All right? Then he came to the king, and the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramogiliad? Or shall we refrain? And he answered and said, Go and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. <laughs> so the king said to him, How many times shall I make you swear that you will tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? He said, Oh, okay. I'm sure they can't. Just go, yeah. Go, God will prosper you. Just go. Huh? The Lord will prosper you. Go, go, go. Maybe the king was still speaking. Before he even finished speaking, you can go. God will prosper you. Hmm? Yeah. Then verse 17, he said, I saw all Israel. Let each return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you that he will not prophesy good concerning me but evil? Huh? Then Micaiah said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing on and standing by 
on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab to go that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in another manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Hmm? The Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. And the Lord said, Huh? And the Lord said, You shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours. And the me to this is the chief prophet of the rest. Huh? Micaiah is speaking, speaking, still speaking. Right there in the presence of the king. This man walks up to the prophet. What? When did the Spirit of God bypass me and come to you to speak through you? Huh? Why? For speaking, for standing for the truth, for standing for the word of the Lord. Amazing. Hmm? Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make here is this. That it will cost you. Your faith will be tested. There are times that the law will allow you escape by either compromise or whatever. But will you or will you not? Micaiah stood firm. He was not intimidated by 400 other prophets that spoke the opposite. He was not int intimidated. That did not stop him. Glory to God. And you must not allow popular opinion to persuade you, to make you bow. We've seen several examples in the scriptures of people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, King, we're not careful to obey you concerning this matter. You see, there's a place for you to, to disobey when you have to either, when you have the option of either to obey God or to obey man. Peter said, judge whether it is right for us to obey God or man. You judge. Tell us. Hmm? When they forbade them from preaching in the name, look up against you. I want you to know that God is looking for men and women that will still stand and walk in the faith that was once delivered to us. Amen. My Lord. So not only will you raise the dead, not only will you, you know, subdue kingdoms, quench the violence of fire and all those things, there will be times that God will say, okay, go through. We need to be ready to endure that. It might require, it might, it might involve the pounding, you know, where the persecution is sustained, pounding, like on a drum, like the people 
a lot of Christians that went through a lot of pain, a lot of torture. The early church, they went through these things. They wanted to kill Peter. Peter escaped. Got out of Jerusalem. And on his way out, as he got out of Jerusalem, he had an open vision. There he saw Jesus. He said, Jesus, have you come again? Where have you been? I've missed you for so long. Jesus says, I've come to be crucified again. Then Peter remembers the scripture in John. When the Lord said to him, you are... You know, the Bible says this Jesus said, signifying the kind of death with which Peter was going to glorify God. When he remembered that, he turns back and goes to be arrested by Nero. And Nero, hmm? he had already escaped. He had already escaped. Yeah, history tells us. He had so Jesus was trying to say, look, Peter... The kind of reward I have for you, this is the last straw. This is what is going to give you the kind of crown you're supposed to wear for eternity. There's a place that you're going to occupy in the new Jerusalem. But it has to be sealed by this. Glory to God. So he walks back. He surrenders. They torture him. They kill him. And he died by faith. Glory. I think I've said more than enough. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.